Welcome to another episode of VGXL Podcast. I'm your host, Games, and today we're going to continue our conversation on video game music, starting with the PS2 and the PS2 era of consoles. Um, last week, we talked a little bit about the uh, 32-bit, and, you know, we started at 8-bit and everything, moved on to 32-bit, 16-32-bit, and, and now we're going to go on the glorious and magnificent PS2. <laughs> <laughs> it <was> glorious, <laughs> can't even laugh <laughs> uh it, it we, you know i realized it's actually a perfect time to go over the ps2 because it just made 20 it's 20 year anniversary yeah, that's right um so happy birthday uh playstation oh, yeah, 2 the playstation playstation dose right <laughs> uh one of the biggest like i guess uh graphical jumps that we got you know and we i don't think we've gotten such a big graphical jump since since then um but yeah, yeah. uh the playstation <laughs> one was great uh, but this by far hands down i think for everybody who's grew who grew up with it is probably one of the best consoles Definitely. ever made i mean you think about what i mean maybe i'm thinking about this wrong am i not right on this was metal gear 2 sons of liberty and grand theft auto not launch titles no no, they, they were, were not, not launch titles. titles. Okay, so I knew I knew I might be wrong on that because I know when I talked to my cousin until we were in FAO shorts, and I remember telling him, like, listen, man, you should just buy a PS2 with both those games right now. <laughs> and he was just like, What are you talking about? I'm like, bro, this shit's gonna be hard to find. It's Christmas season in a few weeks. You know what I mean? It's not gonna you're not gonna be able to get it. You should just buy it. And he really went for it. Eddie went and bought, he bought wow. a PlayStation 2, he bought Grand Theft Auto and Metal Gear 2 Sons of Liberty. And I was so amped off of that. Like, for me, I was hyped to play Metal Gear. So I, I put on uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 for like five minutes. And I thought it was cool, but I was so, I was such a Metal Gear fanatic that I just wanted to play that really bad. So I just jumped into that. But I didn't understand what I had in my hands when I played Grand Theft Auto 3. I was going to say, man, that was... Because <laughs> uh, maybe two, three weeks later, it was a whole different story. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like the, the opposite for me, man. Once I got Grand Theft Auto 3, I was, I was in heaven. It was everything I wanted. Yeah. That was it, man. Yeah, and then Metal Gear Solid 2 was kind of a letdown for me. But it was a lot different. It was a lot different. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I think I think for a lot of people. I mean, nowadays people, it's it's actually revered as one of the better ones. I'm still not the happiest with yeah. that game, but if you do, you know, peruse like you know different uh, forums and comment sections and things like that, people are you know they 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 love. That's one of the games that they love. But I agree though. It was the the change from from Snake to Raiden was was definitely uh, a big yeah. one and. Yeah, something that really kind of fucked it, still fucks yeah. me to this day. Yeah, you know why I think people were like hold that title so high? It's because that was the first game where Kojima really got weird. Like that that level yeah. of weirdness is he's remained on that level and gotten worse over the years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, for you look at it. Yeah, you know, like, for me, for better or worse. You know, like you take, you take a game like Death Stranding. A lot of people shit on that game. I love that game. I thought that game was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, and me that's too. just because oh, I, yeah. I appreciate his fucking, his mind and his weirdness and how vast of a world he creates. Yeah, his story now, time, Yeah, like, when it came to villains, like, think about it. You take Revolver Ocelot or Liquid Snake or 
Vulcan Raven, all those boss battles, those are very direct characters. Like they're philosophical and you know they have all this knowledge, but they're pretty straightforward. You go to Sons of Liberty and you had a vampire. <laughs> You know right. what I'm saying? Like you had a bunch of the most yeah. obscure shit yeah. going on in that game, and then the way <clears throat> rollerblading, yeah, rollerblading guy, yeah. guy, like, and I remember that game had a lot of like Metal Gear One didn't have a lot of like Metal Gear um, Solid didn't have a lot of uh, daytime scenes. You know what I mean? It didn't have a lot of that game mm-hmm. is at night. It's like a lot of it is dark, right? Yeah, or indoors when you play that game it's like it had this gold filter over it like there were scenes with helicopters in the sky and the sun and yeah it showed off that graphical power yeah i was like oh shit we're really in the future right now <laughs> it's funny though because <laughs> even in in the first one if you like when it was happening with metal gear solid you didn't realize quite how outlandish and weird it was until later on i feel like it was around the third one where i finally looked back at metal gear solid and i was like oh shit that it was kind of fucking weird like we had like the dude, like yeah. <laughs> you know, who had like a huge minigun on his back, running around like the freezer. Yeah, Vulcan. Vulcan. You know what I mean? We had a uh, mantis, and he was floating around. You know, like we had some pretty weird characters. They didn't, for some reason, yeah. it didn't seem that strange though at first, and I don't know why. Yeah, like for me, like I felt like even thinking about it now, for me, it was like as opposed to his level of weirdness, that was straightforward. Like it felt straightforward as compared to the shit he started doing afterward. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. What about Metal Gear 3? Snake Eater, the end. Yeah. You got an old guy in a wheelchair <laughs> that is whispering and you hear his heart beating in the forest. Like, yeah. yo, come on, man. I know, but it made for some of the best, like, boss fights, though. Yeah, it did. Oh, so yeah. Did. Yeah. That game. And Metal Gear Solid 3 is definitely, hands down, the best Metal Gear if not the best game on one of the best games on ps2 but you know definitely for me the best metal gear even though i really did like five for what it was i still yeah three was definitely it yeah i think i mean you know this this code this went from like uh playstation 2 appreciation to just kojima worship i was gonna say because, yeah, what <laughs> because that man because that man is a genius yeah I'm, I'm telling you though i'm bummed like for me one of the biggest loss we ever had was that you know the the cancellation of silent hills like PT. hell yeah. yeah because it was known that he was working with that horror manga forgive me for forgetting his name but that manga artist who's like does horror manga he was working with him. He was working with Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that okay. it, it it embodied. It felt like a silent. Like once you figured out what it was, you're like, oh, this whole demo makes sense. Like this shit is trippy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah, I thought you were gonna say Haraming. I was like, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. That's the Haraming. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. And I mean, he was gonna be working with. You know, he was gonna be working with someone that we're gonna be talking a little bit about today, actually. Who's gonna be working mm-hmm. with um, Akira Yamaoka, who's the guy that did oh, right. all the Silent Hill music from part one through four? Mm-hmm. And um, you know that's a that was a major bummer for me. To me, I, I mean, maybe it'll still happen. Who knows? We can hope. I'm yeah. hopeful. Yeah, we can hope. I'm hopeful. We can wish. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, getting back to the PS2, I mean, uh, just really quick before we get into the first song, I just wanted to go over like just when I. Um, I remember back how I got it. The 
I think I was working at Mickey D's at the time, mm-hmm. and I remember I was that was one of the that I was saving stacking wow, bread. I like that. I was, I remember, I remember that. that. I completely yeah. forgot you had worked there. Wow. We used to go to Danny's yeah. free Big Macs. <laughs> Damn. Yes. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I get out at eleven, come by, and we used to walk to ninety, like what was it, ninety, ninety something Street on Columbus. Yeah, ninety first. And he yep. just come out with bags of chicken nuggets and Big Macs. <laughs> You know, that was wow, I gained so much weight from that. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I, I remember stacking bread. I, I wanted to like run, go out with my friends one time bowling and I started taking money out of this jar. My father was like, What are you doing? I was like, Wow, I'm just gonna take twenty dollars. He's like, No, you're saving for that. You're gonna I was like, Oh, Jeez. all right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he because you know, he he saw me saving, he didn't want me to deter from it. Plus he didn't want to dish out any of his own money, I'm sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> still in good values, that's all. <laughs> but yep, I remember getting it, not having enough money for any games, and I think uh, on the way home from Mickey D's, I ended up buying since it played DVDs. You know, it was uh, my first DVD player. I ended up getting uh, the first uh, uh, what's that called? Um, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh my god! On <laughs> um, yeah, oh, no, was it that? No, I did get that. No, it was um, Training Day. Training Ooh, Day was the- <laughs> nice. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, nice. that was like the first DVD I ever bought, and threw that in there. I was so excited. Wow! <laughs> wow. Training That's funny. Day. It's a classic. Damn, that came bit. out that long ago, huh? Shit. Yeah, right. That's mm-hmm. what's tripping yeah, me like, out right now. Wait a second. What you mean? God damn! Yeah. Wow. That movie was awesome. Though. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. When did you get your your PS2? Any of you? Um, well, me actually, I was pretty late with the PS2. I used to. The reason why was because I used to spend so much time at my cousin Mario's house that I felt like I had one. I played games there nonstop. Um, he had a crazy sleeping schedule, so while he was asleep, I'd be up, and I'd just be playing whatever I wanted in his house. Mm. Um, nice. So I ended up getting a PlayStation Two in like 2005. I got the, oh, wow. whenever the whenever the mini PlayStation came out. Yeah. Oh. Like the small. I still have it to this day. But whenever that small PlayStation, the slim, tiny one, came out, uh, I went and bought that. Okay. And I, I bought a shitload of games. And I mean, at that point, there were still so many great titles coming out. Like, this is like, oh, yeah. you know, Grand Theft Auto, uh, San Andreas. and Maybe some of the best uh, ones. Yeah, The Warriors, Katamari Damacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, you had a lot of titles that were uh, that were really, really making the, the... It was just strengthening the PlayStation. The PlayStation was fucking killing it back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. Actually, um, I never had a PlayStation 2. Oh, you did it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, actually, I was Team Microsoft from the jump. I was fully whatever was the cool green lettering, the massive controller that I could like surf on, whatever it was, I was sold on it. And, uh, oh, wow. Like, Shit. I, I, of course, played PlayStation 2 games. My brother uh, eventually got one. So I did yeah. play it, and, you know, all my friends had them. Like, everybody but me pretty much had a PlayStation 2. But for some reason, I completely fanboyed and geeked out on Microsoft. And I was just like, I was and have always been i guess like a graphics whore so um yeah i just wanted the prettiest thing i could get and that was the xbox at the time so oh hey i don't blame you it was more it definitely was much more you know not for nothing a lot of people don't realize that both the gamecube and the xbox were more powerful than the ps2 it was actually the weakest console that slept on but yeah Yep. Yeah, big time, yeah. big time. Yeah, towards the end of this life cycle. So we ended up with the freaking we got really pretty games too at the end. So, oh yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, so no PlayStation, uh, no PlayStation Two here. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I still play other games on it, so yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I yeah, didn't yeah. really miss out on anything. I don't even know how I did, but somehow I did. I remember seeing Max Payne on the Xbox and being like, why the fuck doesn't it look like that on my PlayStation? <laughs> right? Yeah, I think remembering, uh, thinking the same thing when I played it at um, Games' house or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm just being like, oh. Probably, hmm. yeah, because... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it was, it was... Those exclusives, bro. Those exclusives. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a big difference. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, so moving on to, to the music side, um, uh, one of the, the first... Uh, thing I want to start. I want to just get the some big ones out the way, and I want to start with with what a lot of people, a lot of people's first uh, Final Fantasy, and that'd be Final Fantasy X. I know uh, a lot of friends who are a few years younger. They, you know, that was the PS2 was their first PlayStation. Right. So, yeah. you know, like you said before, I think that's why a lot of people liked Metal Gear Solid 2 um, as well because it was their first Metal Gear. Um, as well as, you know, so I think uh, Final Fantasy. And I want to start with the uh, song to Xanarkin from the FFX uh, OST there. Okay. And that's the opening theme. And that's where, you know, he tells us, like, this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> is that but, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but not for nothing. <laughs> he, made it, he made it sound like a parody. It's like a pedophile. <laughs> hey, kid. That's my story. <laughs> but this song definitely still hits to this day. Like, hearing the, the piano go off and, and just that it still hits yeah. and while it wasn't it's definitely not my favorite final fantasy the you know you can't go wrong with the musical score of final fantasy that's very true um yeah so this one and i i only played this one once but i i beat like i played the shit out of it like the first week it came out i was just all over this yeah. game some of the nice. best summons in any final yes. fantasy uh still decent acting this is where the whole like running down a tunnel started but they still have some nice areas and yeah it's just overall great game man and like i said the soundtrack still hits me and then and then shortly after you start the game and you run through all the little areas and it's, it goes into the probably what i thought was one of the most craziest cutscenes i had ever seen in a console because you know how at the time square I don't know if they were Square Enix yet, but Square definitely knew how to push the limits of a console. And when that first opening, when the when the other world song started up, and you just see him in the Blitzball Arena, oh, yeah. about to get crazy. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man, this shit. <laughs> this shit had my freaking jaw on the floor like i could not believe it and, and while the song is not the craziest song here it's still it's still just like you know this is this is a different definitely a different tone than any yeah, other final fantasy yeah, had yeah. i mean you know they always have some guitaring yeah you know and stuff like that but this shit had like fucking metal fucking vocals in it Fucking growling in the mic, yo. This is—it's just wild. This song and this shit really was like—I just thought it was like so hard, and so like tough at the time. And it's still a pretty tough-ass song. Yeah, it's a game. It's very heavy. Yeah, I think I think what really made this song, this 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 audio so significant, was just like again, it was one of the best 
cutscenes I had ever seen in a game at the time. And it's still a dope cutscene to this day. But yeah, absolutely. This is uh, a, a fun uh, song to start the, that, that part of the game with. Definitely. That's awesome. Did you actually beat um, Final Fantasy X? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I never got to. Yeah, game. absolutely. Yeah, cause it it was it was it was it's a long ass game, but it was definitely like I needed to finish it. Like I needed to know what happened, and there's a lot of twists and turns in there. But the the, the like I said, the, the cutscenes of the uh, of the summoning the the summons in general were just so crazy. I just wanted to keep going and pushing it to, until I got to the end yeah, of that. That's fair enough. Cool. How about you, uh, Altarente? What do you have next up for us? Oh, all right, for me. Um, kind of, you know, last week we talked a little bit about, we talked a little bit about, um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Mm -hmm. and how those games had like, you know, they cultivated a soundtrack with compiled songs that was just, it defined, you know, that game and everybody till this day loves it. Even the remake has all those songs in it or most of them, I think. And, um, you know, it's, there was another game actually by the same people, same creators, that came out and didn't get half as much as recognition because no, you know, it wasn't, first of all, it was, um, Kelly Slater pro surfer. So, you know, going through the same thing, you know, they took the biggest star in surfing at the time, made a game on them, but of course surfing isn't as, you know, not everybody could just pick up a fucking surfboard and go <laughs> hit the waves as opposed to buying a skateboard. So it didn't go over as well, yeah. you know? But um, that game was actually, it was difficult to play, and it was um, it was a fun game, but what stood out to me, it was a rental for me. I never owned it, so I rented the game, and I remember just uh, playing that game, and one of the songs that hit for me was a song by a band called Thunderball. There's a group called Thunderball, and the name of the song is Vi Vi, so you just hear that now. So like immediately you hear it's kind of like that little it's kind of setting a tone is real smooth. This is like a smooth drum and bass track. So, you know, as the song continues, you know, it just picks up a certain energy and you have like a certain uh, it's like a energetic track. Like, yeah. see, when that beat drops, it's just, yeah. you know, it's fun. And yeah. you're like surfing the waves on this. And then the song progressively gets better and better. Like vocals add in. They, they add in these vocals. You have like a. Uh, a female vocal in the background and like these saxophones going off and trumpets and the shit is awesome and for me it was like yeah man, definitely a vibe yeah yeah man this and for me i was i was always trying to i try to figure out like this is before you could just get on youtube and search something you know what i mean so it's kind of a little it was a little harder to find um you know who the artists were or whatever but i ended up finding them and uh, this is a song I forgot about for years. Like, I forgot about it. I had looked it up. I did, As best as I could, I looked it up, and I found it. Forgot about it for years. And when I started doing a, a, one of my favorite playlists, I found it again. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is the song. Like, went crazy over it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, this, this is hey, one of my top choices for sure. I like it. Yeah, you always got those freaking smooth grooves, y'all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, games those. Games, we, 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 rode, we used to carpool to work a whole lot, and we'd, uh, I'd play DJ, and um, I'd be playing my, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be playing my playlist, it's called Smooth Groove on Spotify, nice. and it's about, I mean, by now, I've been working on it for like the last 12 years, no kidding, like since 2008, <laughs> nice. before Spotify was out, 
um, I was working on it through like iTunes and stuff. And then when Spotify came out, I rebuilt it all the same songs and kept adding on to it. So it's like a 45 hour playlist. God damn. damn. Yeah, and it's full of stuff, random, smooth stuff. Yeah. And it's this is definitely one of the tracks on there. So this was that, that was a big one for me. That's awesome. This reminds me of um, well, the game No More Heroes reminds me of No More Heroes. It's oh, like right. the waiting areas have this type of vibe to it. It's just like the super right. chill. Yeah, like yeah, that, that right. Japanese yeah. jazz, that jazzy yeah. Japanese sound. Yeah. yeah, jazzy, smooth drum and bass. Yeah, exactly. Just to set that tone. Exactly. Yeah, there, there are a few more like this that um, um Persona Five also has a sound. Yeah, a soundtrack similar. I love it. It's just True. Super, super yeah. vibe. super chill. Just that's funny. You yeah. mentioned um uh, no more heroes. It just got re-released today on the on the Switch. Oh, did it? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, the oh. one and two just dropped today on the Switch. Oh, that's baller. That's a good game. Definitely a good game. Nice. Man, I got to check it out. Yeah. Oh, you never played the? Played nah, it I never played it on the Wii. Uh, nah. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely good. Um, what about what about you, Atticat? What you got? Yeah, well, uh, like I said, I was an Xbox guy, so I um, right. I did not have the PS2, even though I played games. But for me, of course, I think everybody knows where this is probably headed. But the Halo soundtrack. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. yeah. And um, nice. so definitely one of my favorite soundtracks of all time when it comes to video games. And I'll play right now one of the like, it's a song that I think encapsulates. The whole soundtrack um, has a little bit of everything. And um, this one is The Truth and Reconciliation. And the composer is uh, Martin O'Donnell. And so I'll play that now for you. But just has like that, lots of synths going, you know, to keep it futuristic. Um, and one of my favorite aspects of it is that it incorporates these really futuristic synth sounds with like African tribal drums. Um, and then it gets like Gregorian chants. And he, you know, he, puts all these things together and layers them and you know throws them in then takes them away and it's just it's just an amazing composition it really just creates a, a whole new soundscape for the for the video game universe nice nice yeah so that's crazy I have, I, this is a game I didn't play that often what? because I didn't have an Xbox mm. I didn't have a first gen Xbox gotcha but um I had a friend named Eric who used to bring it over like sometimes like he was actually one of the singers of my band and he'd bring it over like if we had like nights where we had practice the next day and we crashed at like somebody's house yeah he would bring it over and i remember this song yeah <laughs> like i remember it's just one of those things that's just it's infectious it stays with you yeah exactly and it's just so good and um let me see if i just skip ahead a little bit just to show you how it picks up <clears throat> yeah there we go so around like uh the 250 mark it picks up and you get like kind of that battle music going. You hear the drums, the tribal drums going, you hear the chants. Yeah. I, it would just yeah. definitely get you amped up, like Oh yeah. Like, no, that no. gets this yeah. It's a per it's perfect for this type of game too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how about you games? You played this, right? Oh yeah, I had I bought an Xbox. I don't know if you remember uh Twente that the I remember you bought it. I think I had a like a 60 hour. We got a terrible ass week, but uh, at the time I was working at a stationery store and I, I was only getting paid like $5 an hour off the books. <laughs> so I ended up being, getting like a $300 check. I think the Xbox had, by this time had had been discounted a little bit. And I went and just picked that shit up <laughs> just like randomly. I was like, you know what? Come with me, let's go buy an Xbox. You're like, word? <laughs> yeah, I was so like, stressed bro? out. I thought he was joking. Yeah. <laughs> For real? <laughs> he went and bought it. I'm feeling like yep, a ball. I, yep. But yeah, I played the shit out of Halo. Halo 1 and 2. I played the 
crap out of them but yeah this part like you said where it picks up oh man this is like what always gets got me hyped yeah, exactly oh man you'd be storming the beach or whatever oh man throwing fucking frag grenades and it's a good time it's a real good time yeah classic to me okay so. did you guys did you choose any uh xbox titles you know i didn't <laughs> you know what i didn't I asking for the fucking listeners jeez I mean, the reason why I didn't pick any Xbox titles, honestly, is because I, even though I had it, I think I mostly just played Halo. I played a few other things, and like I said, I did have it modded. So, well, you know, the problem with having things uh, modded um, or having unlimited games is that you can't settle on one. It's like when you have yeah. too much choice, it's just so honestly, I did myself a disservice there by having so many Xbox original Xbox games on my modded Xbox that it was like I only played a few games here and there. So. Um, not a whole lot stuck with me. I hear you. But um, but I did have a PC, and <laughs> and with the PC, even though this was on PS2, um, uh, on the PC I ended up getting. Uh, I'm gonna go back to Final Fantasy here. Was Final Fantasy 11, and that's oh. a game mm. still going on to this day. <laughs> 18 oh years, 18, 19 years strong um still going on right now but it you know you you remember uh out of care we spent hours on this game you mentioned it i think what episode one or two yeah you know how much final fantasy you played and uh 11 we played and this game definitely uh was pretty crazy and one um the first i believe it's the first theme you hear in the opening is the vanadale march which we're gonna play right here nice yeah that's it and it's just it's just a basic you know typical like like military sounding marching theme but this shit it sticks to you again it's like this is so much nostalgia right now and even though it's not like the most catchy crazy song this shit really you were forced to like it because this is like the cue music too so if you oh that's right (laughs) you were stuck listening to this shit yeah and those sir and oh my god but yeah that game was it came out right before wild did so i actually got into this instead of world of warcraft and this game was stuck with me for years i played it all the way until 2010 i think it came out what 2003 if i'm not mistaken maybe 2002 2003 yeah. no even 2000 was it yeah 2002 i think it came out in japan in 2002 and then it came out a year later in in, 03, in september i think of 03 i could be wrong but slightly off but i know it was a year apart from when it first first launched right and um and yeah i got into this shit heavy and then yeah. and then once you once once you finished uh once you finally loaded in <laughs> and, yeah. and getting in there then you know depending on where you started um which i started in the city of sandoria uh you know as soon as you start there this theme comes on the kingdom of sandoria theme oh my god which theme. is oh. yeah which is similar but it has its own theme and it has like the freaking bagpipes and and all that and honestly to this day Pfeffer and I we still whenever we, we play 14 now which I honestly want to go over music God, on the our next episode or the, our final episode right. but the music every time we're like we talk to each other we're like oh you ready to play some instead of saying the name or whatever we just do the theme to the Sandioria so we're like <laughs> <laughs> uh, to this day this, this is the type of song that plays when it's like they're arriving exactly <laughs> yes. but that's the thing make way for the king and queen and it's funny that you say that because that's literally what it's you, you got exactly what it is it's like it's the it's the really? biggest kingdom like it's the it's an actual kingdom with a castle and everything yeah you know uh uh city because then you have other 
other uh towns or whatever like like you know like Bastok and was like more of a mining town and then you had like a like a more of a forest town and they all had their own themes so if you um really quick we don't have to play it for too long but if we move over to the republic of Bastok theme which we'll play right here Mm, you know you again you can yeah you exactly you feel the like it sounds like it's more industrial like it's you know like yeah. you want to go hit some rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go hit some rocks, mom. I'll see you later. Right, you're about you're leaving home for the first time, and you're gonna mine the shit out of that mountain. <laughs> gonna mine the shit. <laughs> gonna <about> to go ham. <laughs> it's Japanese Oregon Trail. <laughs> you have carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> You've got the black lung. Right. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. I think I, Wendy had the best music. Just, just, just FYI. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> for starter, I disagree. Well, for starter areas, I think it had the most tolerable music. Like Sandy, great for one time listen, but holy shit, the amount of time I spent there probably has me biased. But I'd want to tear my fucking ears off. I, I hear you. I, I get it. Oh no my pun. god, <laughs> like. <laughs> It would drive me nuts, but I actually like the Bastok music because I, I got there. Cool. Yeah. You know what? You know why I think the Bastok music sticks with me, and this is you know an uh, interesting little story is that there was this there was this guy I knew, his, and I remember his name. It, uh, I don't even know if it was a dude. It could have been a woman, for all I know. Um, called a uh, Redgar, and he was like he was a red mage, and we were parted one time, and we had a good time, and and then uh, I think it was like the next day or a week later, like we ended up in the same party again. Back in those days, in Final Fantasy XI. You had to shout for a party you didn't just jump into a queue and, and queue up you had to like really like you know go into a city a lot of people and do a shout command and say and i think we'll never understand exactly back in my day <laughs> and i think we ended up and then uh, ended up in the same party like you know and then one day i, I finally got to Bastaka. It was it takes a while to get there um to unlock yeah. that city and i think it was the first time i was in that that mad it sounds so inspirational to go hit a mountain you know with a, with a pickaxe and i'm there and he i'm shot i forgot if i was shouting or what but he saw me and we were like hey like it had been i think months or something or weeks and we were like i was so happy to, i was like hey what's going on man <laughs> and this music starts playing and i'm all i was just like oh wait you know this is probably just hype to me right now <laughs> No, that game had so many of those moments, though, where you were just, like, experiencing things for the first time, and then, like, music, the music was just so perfect in the background all the time. Yep. Like, whenever you would discover a new area, like, for me, another area, not to hijack your, your choice, but, like, um, the Sanctuary of Zeta, like, mm -hmm. I used to love that music. Like, I would go there just to have it playing in the background, not even, like, playing the game. Um, it nice. just has so many good themes in so many areas that yeah. just really, really set the tone. What do you got out of cat? Or should I go next? What do you what do you think? Uh no, go for it. I mean I know what I got next, but it's, Okay. It's you, man. All right. Well, um for me this next one is actually dialing back a little bit to what we discussed earlier with Akira Yamaoka. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, composer of the Silent Hill soundtracks. And for me that's a huge one right there. And um this is really um I feel like this one song kind of wraps up the tone of more than half of that whole Silent Hill game. Like, if it wasn't for the music, I'm not sure that game would have been uh, received the same way. And I think it's one of those things people don't really notice it in the moment until mm -hmm. after, you know? So my choice is 
uh, Silent Hill 2. Um, the song is Heaven's Night by Akira Yamaoka. You'll hear that right here. Already with the smooth groove. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> so you hear that beat? Nice. You know, like, the funny thing is uh, the comment that Games just said, you know, already with the smooth groove. <laughs> funny story, this is the song responsible for that playlist. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, it, really? it wow. is. It is because at the time, like this is one of those games that I love. I loved Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2 to me was like, that's my favorite Silent Hill. And um, did you beat it? I did. Jesus I did. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Fucking savage. I can never beat it. <laughs> yeah, I, beat. I was determined. I was determined. Oh. And listen, that game, when this Heaven's Night song right here, like um, when the game was out, like I remember just being so wrapped up in the whole atmosphere of the game that I didn't appreciate the soundtrack as much as I should. I, I remember saying to myself like, yo, this is fucking great. Like, who did this? You know what I mean? Like, I remember not really being, my head wasn't in, as in it as it was as I got older, but a few years later, um, when I was on tour with my band, who, you know, I used to play drums in like a hardcore band, a hardcore punk metal band or whatever. And we were on tour like doing like the Midwest and then we did down south and a bunch of stuff and nice. my guitarist and me were huge fans of Akira Yamaoka. We would listen to this on an iPod. We would listen to a playlist that <laughs> <laughs> would just come it was just nothing but uh, Akira Yamaoka songs, like select songs from Silent Hill yeah. and maybe a few Thievery Corporation songs and I put it on a, on a playlist called Smooth Groove and this was the first song on that playlist. Nice. And it was all we listened to, like all those night drives, all those like everybody in the van is asleep except for me and the driver who is my guitarist, Drew. And we would he'll tell you himself, like if you ask them, what do you guys listen to when you were on the road that whole time? It was not heavy music. We were listening to this shit nonstop. Yeah. So that to me, to this day, like they actually just recently added all of the Silent Hill soundtracks to Spotify. Mm. So oh, did they? like officially? Yeah, officially. Oh, cool. They're all up there now. So that was a big deal that to me when i noticed that like, i'm always searching and like I, I these songs mean so much to me that i'm always trying to like get them on my playlist and when yeah. i saw that i was ecstatic so that one classic akira yamaoka i hope you do a great job on the medium holler at me <laughs> if you need some help <laughs> yeah he's, 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 a, he's a fan of the podcast so you know yeah yo, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. i heard you, did you see his dm earlier <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you want to get back to him, bro? He he asked for your opinion or something. I don't He's know always bugging me, bro, and I'm not getting back to him. Yeah, yeah he gets a little annoying. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's calling me right now. Nah, nah, oh, don't pick up, don't pick up. Oh, nah, I, I, I gotta bro. pick up. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, while he's talking to him. Yeah, yeah, no, we're doing the podcast, all right? So I'm gonna get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me, it's me, Atticad. Yeah. No, don't tell him I'm even here, man. Oh, he's gonna hit me. Oh I'm no! Sorry, I had a cat just left. That's it. Oh. Come on, man. <laughs> man I'll, let, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Thank you. No, I, I love you too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. All right, Adam, oh, you gonna call you in about? Oh, I knew it. God <laughs> damn it, man. This is why, man. All right. It's whatever. It's fine. Uh, All right, so Adam, you know, since you're gonna ignore that call from Akira. <laughs> You know, the man himself. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got up next? Well, it's funny because Silent Hill 2 is actually like the reason I stopped playing scary games. 
Oh, like, wow. Like, legit, I remember the exact moment. It's when you go down the elevator and you're in that alleyway and you hook that last right to the next elevator. Right. At the last minute, the camera, like, you hear the scraping and the music fucking cues up. Yep. And I'm looking in front of me, of course. I'm like, oh, my God, he's in front of me. So, But you can't see in front of you because the camera angles. Right. So, of course, I do what everybody probably did. I start backing the fuck up. And then as right. I back up, he comes from around the corner and yep. fucking the music kicks up. I'm pretty sure I hit pause, threw my fucking controller across the room and ran out of the house for like 20 seconds. And uh, yeah, I came back in. I decided it wasn't for me. So <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> I can't. I realized that uh, I'm not fucking doing this. <laughs> not, uh, not, not, not my bag. Yeah. So, um, but moving on from that, completely not scary, um, but definitely, definitely a favorite soundtrack of mine goes to Midnight Club 2. Ooh, banger. Yeah, so Midnight Club I'm so Club happy you, brought, you put that on the, on your list, man. Oh, yeah, you're a fan too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, nice. So what we got here is, uh, I guess it was track number 10 on the OST, on the uh, official track list here, Jack Henderson, um, Brain 35. And this is definitely my first Ooh. introduction to, like, drum and bass. I think I don't I don't know if anything else really had this type of shit in it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, so it picks up, you know, it throws more in there, but it was a simple game, you know, I don't I'm trying to think back, were there even like cops in this? I don't think there were. Maybe there were. I can't even really remember. I just remember just racing. You'd go on these closed tracks in Paris or L.A., whatever, Tokyo. They had the closed-off tracks, and you were just zipping through, just bumping these fucking D&B tracks. Nah, this shit is is fire right now. This shit is hitting. Uh, Throw this shit in my fucking... I'm about to start dancing. Hold on. (laughs) Exactly. So just imagine that, and then, like, it was nighttime racing, too. Which I don't think I had seen too much of before before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Midnight like, Club, baby. Yeah, exactly. They were, they were delving into that whole underground of people doing like illegal street racing in yeah. LA and Tokyo and all that. Oh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so just, you know, taking a ramp and jumping off the Louvre was something I hadn't done before. <laughs> and being able to do it, bumping this was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. And also just, I think, one of my first just racing games in general that got me hooked. Yep. Because from this, it went from this, to the Need for Speed Underground, which was fire. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we got the Forzas and, and all those. So. Yep. You know definitely, what? Definitely a banger. That's a, that's a banger and a huge shout out again to Rockstar because Rockstar, yeah. again, with the soundtracks, they were always on it, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Rockstar San Diego title right there. And they yeah. were killing that shit. Rockstar San Diego had a team of young people who just had their ear to the ground when it came to music. Like, yeah. they knew what they were doing. And and they kind of used the music to help them kind of maintain, like, an indie kind of vibe, even though at that point they weren't really indie anymore. Yeah. Because um, by the time they had dropped, like, you know, uh, 3D uh, GTA, you know, right, they, right. They, were, they were massive already. Right, you know, right. Because of the music and the, and the way they kind of incorporated it, they always felt like they were, you know, one of us. Right. Yeah. This is an excellent choice. Like this, this could be in any type. This could be like when I hear this, it reminds me of like Mortal Kombat, Reptile versus Liu Kang. It just set the whole theater on fire. Oh yeah. This is the type of energy. You know what I mean? Same thing yeah. with like a lot of games that 
you know that this is what they need and they like this this sounds like it could be in the matrix in any fucking gun scene yes yeah you know? but <laughs> yes. it works for midnight right like in a world where so many soundtracks at the time were doing hip-hop and like rock and roll hearing mm-hmm. this like deep house and drum and bass and just that intense just music that sounds like you're somewhere that you wouldn't normally be it's perfect yeah it really fit yep. really set the tone yep so hats off to rockstar oh yeah yep definitely great choice yeah, man. That's, i'm actually <laughs> just go listen to this after <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good one it's, yep. it's a good one <laughs> this, is a real, this is a banger for real no man What's up next? What do you got, uh, games? I, I think I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm like on a big. You have something to match my chill. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm just like, I didn't realize how much, how stuck on Square I got here. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, before, I, before I even get to that, no, I'm gonna, we're gonna bring it back. Um, I think I'm gonna bring it uh, uh, over to what we, uh, what we started off talking about, which was Metal Gear Solid 2. Now, we all, you know, everybody, I'm sure a lot of people remember. Metal Gear Solid 1 and how it was you know it was a great game and everything but with that graphical upgrade and seeing uh Snake walking on that bridge and then the right. the Metal Gear Solid 2 um so, uh, this is just called what's this just Sons of Liberty soundtrack um comes right. on yeah and that build up just starts happening oh man like yeah the main thing yeah that main theme I just I oh man I could I just that shit still just hits me so hard i remember just i think it was just the opening as a matter of fact because yeah it was just the opening because he he started off like one of those like the way a parasite eve you know starts off like it just it's showing like little bits of the game almost like a movie or movie intro or a show and just seeing all that shit happening and then this music just like you know you want to go out and save the world after this shit you know what i mean this is some like (laughs) fucking superhero spy shit and just yeah, hearing it does have a like yeah. mission impossible thing. yeah and it's like and then just knowing that you know it was a big time um big time uh composer who did it just made, made it right. that much more special uh, you know i don't know if people yeah. know like he essentially tricked uh was it harry gregson williams yeah. uh into, into doing because he said oh yeah you know um it's because of you that i wanted to put the uh you know uh, put the song in the game or or no he said that because of the song he designed the level after it which was a lie <laughs> uh, i didn't know each other that's hilarious wow, wow. Yeah, like, that's funny. and uh and yeah so like he ended up but he ended up getting close cool with him and that's i think you know we'll get to that later but you know that's what ended up that's what led to metal gear solid 3's uh soundtrack being just you know pretty damn good as well but yeah this wow. this wow. shit it's nuts do what the, it takes still <laughs> hits to this day that just that opening just everything man oh yeah you know it's funny because like kind of like jose said like um you know the silent hill track got him started and he made that playlist off of that one track and built on it mm-hmm. um this song actually i actually had my own playlist <laughs> but it was like the exact opposite of chill music <laughs> it was fucking epic soundtracks <laughs> And it was this, like, this started it. So I had this, um, and then I had, like, tons of, like, Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Quentin um, Mansell. Yeah, like, do you guys remember, um, I don't know if it was a good movie. I don't, I don't want to embarrass myself. But do you guys remember Broken Arrow with John Travolta? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. So there's a theme in that, and um, I'll play that now, I guess, just, just to play it. Um, but, yeah, there we go. But I fucking loved this theme. 
it was just, it probably actually would have made a really good opening for Metal Gear Solid 2 as well, actually, now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, it was like that, and then this song here, and then just a bunch of epic, epic songs. Lots of Enya. You know? <laughs> oh, so, Enya. Enya's yeah. that. Listen, you want to get spiritual yourself? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Enya, Enya, Enya. That's funny that you mentioned Enya. Uh, You're ready to cry like a bitch. I won't bring it up. I mean, I won't bring it up. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I won't bring it up while I talk, while about, I talk it. about it. But <laughs> um, there's some music in Final Fantasy XIV that, that has a very Enya sounding, like you said, like get spiritual. So <laughs> we'll just keep mm. that in mind. We're gonna, we'll are gonna come back to that in another episode or two. <laughs> nice, yeah. What's I mean, that? I'm no, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. What's that other group that's like Enya? There's another group, Enigma. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Enigma yep. and Enya. They're like, yeah. that's like mustard and ketchup. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I mean, give me, I'm yeah. telling you, watch. We'll see. You'll see. Right, we got to remember this. <laughs> that's great. But, oh, um, I was just going to say, since you're talking about, you brought up Metal Gear Solid 3, did you want to mention that one? Any 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 tracks from that? Did you? I mean, like? the 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 best track there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we can both go into it because as you had placed it on the list, which was, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake e- uh, Snake Eater, just a Snake Eater yeah. song, which we'll play right now. Yeah, throw that on. What a fucking and this, this song, ooh. like. This is the elevated Metal Gear yeah. Solid Three to a whole new level, and it, it also it also showed I'm, you if you didn't realize that Kojima was a big time uh, American pop culture yes. <laughs> uh, buff. Oh yeah, you know he's he's because yeah, yeah. this whole this whole intro is like 007. Exactly. Right? Yeah, because it this takes is place. Pure James Bond. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It takes place in the '60s. He wanted it's a spy. He's a spy, and he wants to capture that whole feeling of a spy of a spy movie. But this right. shit is still one of the best songs in general. Just for any media, this is a gr- a great song. I'm legit getting chills right yes. now. This is nuts. Like it's so so good. And just to give credit, um, the singer for this is Cynthia Harrell. Yes. Um, and she's actually connected to video games because back in the day she sang on "I Am the Wind" in uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Right. So she sang on that. So she's been. I guess kind of connected to games for a while. Um, she doesn't play him, obviously. She's like a little bit older. Um, but I just want to give her, give her some credit because her voice yes. like, just is absolutely perfect yes. for it. Yeah, she and those nice. horns in the background, oh, it's just it's so so perfect. Listen, this this right here is a it's classic. And I remember me having that discussion like E3 this year happened and it was really late for some reason. I remember calling uh games is like one in the morning and being like bro metal gear <laughs> <laughs> like they announced snake eater and twin snakes remake the same day oh shit and that shit had me tripping that's like, a big I, drop yeah that was a huge drop and i remember just being like bro like there's no way this is like uh there's no way that this is for real like am i really seeing this right now and i remember telling games and us being like we were massive metal gear fanatics like to this day me and him me and game still collect stuff that kojima puts out like we yeah. buy the, the art books by yoji shinkawa we stand kojima <laughs> yeah his yeah, art books we, are fire yeah. yeah his i just bought we mean game just bought the collection of like one through four's art yep 
Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. it's amazing. It's good. And the death, the art of Death Stranding by Yoji Shinkawa as well. Dope. You know? And, um, you know, just to kind of elaborate on what you guys were discussing, just because I feel like that song deserves such an extra look for being so, such a banger. In, if you look at um, what I just uh, added to the list here, we have the Snake Eater remix by an artist named Joker. This is a dubstep song, not the... Not Skrillex, you know, not the not the dumpstep that, that that was born in America. But yeah. we're talking about, you know, guys out, you know, who were influenced by like the stuff out in the UK. And um, you know, if you skip into the track a little bit, you know, like 28, 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I see. See what's about to happen right here? I'm gonna say I can already sense the, the boat up and drop. Here it comes. Hey. <laughs> Yo, that shit. Hey. That, listen, that shit in a car with a decent sound system makes you feel like you're a solid snake. Yo. Time to go 130. <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, are you telling me I'm not solid snake right now? Nah. I'm big boss. I'm big boss. Listen, oh, that, dude, what I loved about this is that this, here's a producer who is obviously a huge fan of video games. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of these guys are. Like, you take artists like Flying Lotus, you know, who mm. ended up having his whole his own channel on Grand Theft Auto V, Fly Low FM. That guy is a massive gamer. Like, he's a nothing but Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat 2. He's a massive gamer. And these guys just grew up in the same era as us. Like, they loved all these games and, you know, being musical people they just ended up taking those songs and doing this with them you know like yeah. crazy it's awesome yeah, yeah this is fire yeah it's a dope remix i didn't know this existed yeah it's a, this song in 2009 like it's crazy yeah. right that is wow nice man Baller. yep the banger all right so what else we got you want to cover one more oh right right um all right i'll i'll, I'll give us one more then um another one that was a, a banger who ended up actually on that uh soundtrack um i'm not i'm sorry not the soundtrack the playlist i created smooth group mm-hmm. was um a song off of a very popular title on ps2 katamari damashi yes mm-hmm. okay so yeah. that that whole soundtrack is awesome and it's diverse like there's a lot of j-pop on there there's jazz there's mambo there's like so much shit on that soundtrack but my pick today is going to be a song called Que Sera Sera. It's a very jazzy song. And here, we're going to play this right now. Hey. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I should be smoking one of those real long cigarettes playing the piano. <laughs> Your sleeves rolled up. Yeah, my sleeves rolled up. Maybe a little uh, uh, cup of whiskey on the top of the piano and wearing suspenders. Some- yeah, some rich people standing around me watching me like, whoa, look at this fucking, this Latino can play. Like, this isn't a video game. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm over, I'm over here rolling over shoes and batteries and babies. <laughs> while listening to this. Like, come on, this is awesome. And this is the type of burning this. Uh huh. Nah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you remember Brandis and what? 
not just burning this like i burned it like i was listening to it non-stop oh uh, <laughs> i was gonna say that um <laughs> the guy singing like he just sound like he just mad happy like he's just on top of the he's living his best <laughs> life like yeah you could hear the smile in his singing <laughs> exactly he <laughs> this guy's never frowned in his life right <laughs> <laughs> surprised yeah this is a happy ass song right here let's chill just imagine a cool ass lounge yep felt couches chilling like you said cigarette smoke hanging in the air yep nice drink in your hand bourbon or something yep some whiskey for some reason there's a breeze i don't know why indoors but still a breeze (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's what i would think would be this is the type of song i would imagine i don't know if anybody's ever seen this or any of our listeners out there ever seen that movie la la land um i haven't seen the movie in its entirety i've seen bits and pieces but there's a part in that movie where uh, Emma Stone's character is dancing. She's doing like a, a dance amongst the crowd, and the camera keeps shifting between her and Ryan Gosling, who's on the piano playing. And they're like in a jazz club at nighttime, and um, it's just it just fits that type of. It seems like it would be playing in that scene, and you know, it's crazy like that. This isn't a video game. I've never heard anything like this in a video game until this game came out. Yeah, this is this is pretty awesome. Oh man. Yeah, but that that's 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 my pick. I like it. I'm into oh it. man, I love it. I love it. Plot twist, that's me singing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Fucking okay. okay. glad to know how much you guys stand me. Yo, thirteen year old you just killing it. <laughs> A little basey for thirteen, but I'm, okay. actually, I'm actually surprised that you guys didn't notice that this has been me all this time. You're right. I do. I talk the way I sing, so it's kind of weird. You guys didn't notice. <laughs> I'm hearing the New York accent in it now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't right. getting that before, but I hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, can't give away all the secrets. You know what I mean? You know, like, you know, you know what it is. <laughs> you know the deal. Stop fucking around. A little something. Game, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, plot is number two. Game play piano on the song, so. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> if, you, if you listen real close, you hear me on the triangle. Oh yeah, uh, that's who's that's who's the talent there. Yeah, okay, just every so often I hit that. It's important, man. <laughs> the triangle, the wolf, and the cowbell. It's important. It ties it all together. You need it. It's a pretty important tool. You need it. What can I say? You need it. Oh man. <laughs> all right. All right. What else? What else we got on the list, guys? This is. We're gonna go from happy to a little bit more sad now. Um. <laughs> Uh, not sad, but a little bit more chill and bring it back. Uh, what I was saying before, bringing it to Square, is um, a lot of people's favorite game, not necessarily mine. I had a good time with it, but the soundtrack is still one of the best. And that is uh, the theme to Kingdom Hearts, Dearly Beloved. Ooh. I'm going to play that right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And Damn. just yeah. hearing that part right there my cousin just got married a couple weeks ago and like i said we're sitting there and all of a sudden this song comes on and i was like (sighs) like i actually felt emotional for her (laughs) because this shit just came on like (laughs) you know and it it, honestly she she you know i was like i walked over to her because she's sitting with her husband you know they're sitting at their own table so i walked over to them it's like best soundtrack she's like this is for you i was like oh (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, thank you. Like, oh, wow. for, she knows her audience. For me and Pfeffer, because she knew, you know, she, she, I mean, she's a gamer too. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Like, she uh, plays games and stuff. But yo, when she, when this came on, it was, it was a big deal. And this shit really hits every time I hear this. And like I said, Kingdom Hearts not necessarily my one of my favorite games, but is the, the like I said, I can always go back to the soundtrack. And speaking of, uh, you know, once once you get through the, I think this is just like the menu area and stuff like that. But once you hit that freaking start button and the game starts, and then you just hear that little bit of talking, and then Hikari comes on. And you just hear that little build up, like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like one of those, like, you're not really thinking anything of it just yet. You just see, like, I think it's like underwater or something. Oh, yeah, this is. Um, you oh. just get that bop, like, oh. Okay, here we go. Ooh, and if I'm not, I might be totally mistaken. <laughs> but for me, this is one of the first songs that's, uh, that that sticks out in my mind. Um, the singing, like you know, you didn't get a whole lot of singing in games. So when I heard actual like lyrics in the song at the time, this shit was a big deal. I was like, oh shit, here we go. You know, it's like. And it's such a catchy song, and it's to me it's just so well produced. I was like in love with this song. You know what's crazy? Hearing this, I'm I'm like listening to the vocal pattern, and that has been used. Like I'm trying to remember where that's from. Like it sounds super familiar in another song. Like either somebody used it, mm -hmm. or it's like inspired by it. You know what I mean? Right. It kind of dials back to what we talked about weeks ago about. Uh, game like game songs being uh, inspired by pop culture because that vocal pattern right there is a hundred percent from something else and I can't I can't put my finger on it but I will figure it out I promise I'll let you know yeah I know what you're talking about it it is very close it's yeah, it's yeah. that yeah. it's that like I'm trying to figure out it sounds like freaking um <laughs> uh I mean, it's it's probably not from this, but when the way you did that, it sounds like uh, that Stevie Wonder song. Oh, you might be right. Which one? Um, what what song is, is that? Some um, that ribbon in the sky. Let's see. I think it might be ribbon. It's one of those bangers that I haven't heard in years. <laughs> Which one? Like that song that uh, Games just played. Oh, I got you. Kingdom Hearts, Hikari. Yeah. yeah, that is a banger of a track, and I forgot about it. Yeah, see, I wasn't too big into the Kingdom Hearts just because it just were too convoluted for me. I think, I think I'm right. crazy. I know a lot of people were fans of it though, so I respect that. And I know it probably had great music, but I just couldn't get into it. Oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts, it's okay. Like I said, it's. I know it's a lot of people's favorite games. It just uh, I, same. It wasn't like to me. It wasn't the best game. And then after part one, which you know, I enjoyed it enough, but it's like part you know without playing. Like I said, the middle games, it, it was just kind of rough. Like you know, yeah. the story was kind of hard to follow. I fell off. And this was at a time where I was already kind of calming down on, on gaming as hard as I used to. You know, when you're transitioning from a teenager with you know to chilling at home to like going out a lot. Right, so right. it's like yeah, yeah. 
Well, while you guys figure that out, I wanted to mention kind of in the same vein of uh, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. This is my Squeenix choice. Um, and this is a game that also not, well, not also, but not too many people played. Um, for some reason, they skipped it, probably because they were still hooked on Final Fantasy XI. Um, maybe the aesthetics were too similar. I'm not really sure what happened. But my choice is going to be Final Fantasy XII. Um, and the track from it that I'll play now is called The Fawn Coast. And this has you running along um, a beach out in the, you know, the open overworld. Yeah. And I just kind of loved it. And overall, I, I chose the soundtrack because um, if you've noticed from before, um, I just tend to like games that kind of help build a world and overall theme. Right. Final Fantasy XII just had one of those soundtracks that really did a good job of that. Like, it was just super happy. It was all, like, orchestrated, so it was just super, super high quality. Um, it just had everything. Like, you can hear the chanting now, you hear the horns, and then the drums going. You know, it was uplifting. just made you feel like you were out exploring and adventuring. Um, like all their soundtracks kind of do, but this one really clicked with me because... You know, you weren't going into battle screen, so you kind of stayed connected to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't uh, getting pulled out and then, you know, thrown back in later. Just, I don't know, just kind of all fit and made the game better for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, Square always came with the with the heat, and always, if there's anything that they knew how to do was, was match tone with scenery, and they definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because this, this is just a good one. And I guess coming off Final Fantasy XI, they had everybody ready to make some fire with them. Well, yeah, this is my choice. Again, I just thought it was super fun. It was fitting. Mm-hmm. It felt like you were going on a real adventure. It was a good time. Nice. For me, this is going to be one. For me, this is a no-brainer. Um, this game is uh, the theme to this. I feel this is like a cult following, but for me, it's the Max Payne main theme that mm. you hear right here. Just automatically yeah yeah just let's wait for those keys that right there lets you know like i played this game with no fucking clue what i was getting myself into because the the cover gives nothing away i didn't all it says on the back is that he's a hard-boiled fugitive cop i don't know why you know (laughs) so i jump into the game it has this comic book strip thing and the music hits from the very beginning you hit the start menu and you choose your difficulty um the opening hits and this song is in like every time a new comic book strip hits whatever yeah it's like how it's kind of like the game's cutscenes, pretty much like it plays a big role in uh telling you the story and then the game has yeah. also actual cutscenes. but i hear this song and i think about just new york city early 2000s winter because the game takes place in one of the biggest blizzards in New York City history in the yeah. game. So even though he's from New Jersey, he works for NYPD and he's trying to figure out who killed his wife or whatnot. I'm sure people are familiar with it, but just anytime it's cold outside and it starts snowing or I think about this game, like this game literally is in my brain as like, it, it set a whole, like, I feel like I'm wrapped. Like games will tell you how huge of a fan I've been of this series since day one. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, to me, this, this theme, everything the steam is the best and then in max Payne 2 they did a violin transition that was slower and much sadder because mm-hmm. now he's just at his lowest and it was perfect yeah and they carry this theme all the way to the, the third one yeah 
yeah, they, they carried into the third one. And the third one was, I know Game said that he didn't he didn't play part three. Oh, uh, no. Oh, he fucked up. Part three. Fire. Is a game, bro. Like, yeah, when definitely. the end when the end of that game hits and that last song from that band, Health, plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, like, I remember that song coming on and me fighting against Brazilian cops <laughs> in an airport and me saying to myself you motherfuckers are going down <laughs> because that song was just so heavy you know what I mean yeah. but um yeah that that's a that's a that's a song for another day but yeah they they brought this into the that's how strong that theme is they brought it into the new the newer games and it is the best decision they did yeah I think it's definitely one of the better themes in all the gaming you know Every so often, we get a game that also has a sick fucking theme, and this is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, like Halo, you know, those just definitive, like that is their theme, and it right. sticks with it. You know, Uncharted, right. they have it, so. Exactly. Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I, exactly. I, yeah, uh, Max Payne, yeah, definitely is one. That's, I got that game, it's funny, I got that game at Cyber Games, <laughs> which we've talked about before. And I remember walking in and shout out to Simon. Hell yeah! And it was it was Danny who <laughs> was like, I told him I was like, I was like, uh, how's Max Payne? He's like, oh man, he's like, it's really good, man. He's like the the bullet time, the slowdown, it's really awesome. It's one of the most awesome games I played. I was like, oh yeah, revolution. And I had that Mickey D's money. I was like, hit me. <laughs> yeah. You see that's shout out to Danny, man. He that did that. Like, how many times have we talked about that already? Yeah, exactly. Like, he was just responsible for he played these games like he wasn't just a guy behind the counter who heard about it like he was home playing these games exactly exactly he played he played the games like because he would always he knew how to talk about it with you it was freaking awesome yeah yeah cyber that's games cool. man i that's one place that i wish somebody has some type of footage of or like it's literally right. only a figment of our memories like we Nobody like I feel like there's times I bring this shit up and people don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like like, look at uh, me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like, like listeners. Hey listeners, you been to cyber game? <laughs> <laughs> listeners, let's talk about cyber games. Go to BG Excel stream and talk about it. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, yeah, but no, shout out to Danny, Max Payne, Remedy, delivering a dope game. I hope they yeah. drop one more. And maybe uh, it's some HD remakes, maybe PS5 remakes. Come on, let's go, right? A remake. I'd be into that. Oh yeah, on, you, bro, so like, the original. I'd be into that for sure. Yo, yeah. with the... Remedy already said that they would do a great job with the story. So man, that, that'd they be They got awesome. the rights back. Yeah, yeah man. Did a good job for the most part with the stories. Like Alan Wake was pretty solid. Yeah, and Control I heard was awesome. Yeah, yeah Control I have, was so good. Yeah. I have to get to Control. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. play that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, so uh, veering a little bit because we went, we did a little, you know, tiny bit of Xbox, mostly PlayStation, and now around that time, uh, we had our little underdog uh, <laughs> of a console which released before the PlayStation. That's the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> nice. And um, nice. Yeah, like and that, you know, like I went over that before. I just got kind of got that game, but I mean that console by mistake. Uh, not realizing it was already discontinued, but so happy I did. But one of the games that really hit that, you know, that I really enjoyed um, was Sonic Adventure 2. And Ooh. and if you've played Sonic Adventure nice. 2, you know, the, the one of the best levels in the in the game was in that San Francisco level 
where Ooh. you know you you know right before is that uh where we're gonna play right now is follow me and you just oh, yo yeah. right. that's that yeah that 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 high energy sonic the hedgehog music but again the the vocals man i was like ooh. And again, wow, listen, this is like legit pop punk. Yeah, and like listening to it now, obviously it's it's very cheesy, but man, run it fit it fit the level so well, running so fast and freaking jumping over taxis and you know grinding on the poles and shit. Oh man, that shit was so awesome. Yeah, this is bringing it back right now. Oh my god, it really reminds me of uh, Follow Crazy Me. Taxi. Yeah, 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 and that was another Dreamcast, and that's another. Yeah, exactly. I was like, but they, uh, which I damn, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, Offspring was on that shit. Yeah, Crazy Taxi. That was the first game I actually got on Dreamcast, simply because my father didn't want. Even though, yeah, because he bought me the the Dreamcast, but he didn't want to, to spend another fifty on the on the VMU on the memory card unit. So I was uh, like, damn. So I'm here sitting like, like, well, what am I gonna do? So. The first game I ended up getting was Crazy Taxi because I figured, you know, you don't need to really save anything in that, right? So it was a good choice. I'm glad I did that. And then I eventually got a memory unit and got my my, my Chows on my... Uh, <laughs> I used to actually battle Chows in, in the lunchroom in high school. But yeah, still definitely a great a great song on the Dreamcast. Damn, that just brought it back. You made me feel bad that I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> like that song just is inviting you to be a kid again. Right? Like, come on, man. come back. Happy times, freaking, you know, not giving a fuck at Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like shit, man. It was so easy. <laughs> oh, that's a banger, right, though. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got on the list, guys? Um, hold on a second here. There's one I could throw throw in now that I didn't have originally, but um, now that we're on the topic of the Dreamcast, Ooh, another Dreamcast hitter was Shenmue. Oh, oh of course. Of course. I mean, oh, I don't think you course. can like talk about the Dreamcast without mentioning Shenmue. So I just did, and I'm just, mad at myself now. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, but this is why you pay now. You fucked up. So now I get to steal this one. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Shenmue. Um, Shenmue is awesome. I'm playing that now. Um, this one is uh, Waves of Morning Haze. Just a just really beautiful track. Just really well orchestrated. Um, oh, I had a decent amount of tracks on, on um, or in Shenmue that were kind of in his vein. Just exactly kind of really yeah they flowed really japanese um sounding you know instrumentation right really pretty sounding um you can just almost imagine like the cherry blossoms falling down right right oh man wow and i just i just played one and two um was it uh i think late last year right before right yeah last summer as a matter of fact right before three drop and man i had never played through part two i had played through part one but i played it again and oh, i just enjoyed the shit out of it even for as old and wonky as it is it still does stuff that's like I, you can't believe you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's literally i don't know a lot of people don't probably don't realize it's the one of the first open world um games uh, 3d games <laughs> To, uh, that yeah. ever existed like they, you know before before your grand theft autos and and all that I was gonna say. 
and yeah, we, GTA probably took a lot of inspiration from it. Yeah, because you like you had a real, you know, you had an in-game clock um, that followed real time. You know, you could follow NPCs that had their own like schedules and went, went to the store and yes. went to the home. Oh man, so good. Yeah, it really was. And just to give credit where credit is due, we have uh, Tak Takanobu Mitsuyoshi mm. as the composer. Nice. So he did the music. Um, apparently, he's also a voice actor. So nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Multi-talented and get in the bag from all angles. Word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely is a solid soundtrack right here. What about you, games? You got anything else? I think, I think that's it for my list for everything that I had there. Okay. Yeah, I haven't lost mine. All right. Well, you know what? This is wrong. PlayStation Two. Um, I think that, you know, we've talked a whole lot about Rockstar. We talked a whole lot about Grand Theft Auto uh, titles. Mm -hmm. We have to discuss the groundbreaking move that Rockstar pulled off with Grand Theft Auto 3 and Grand Theft Auto Vice City. <clears throat> because the Grand Theft Auto 3 had the entire Scarface soundtrack on one channel. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> yes, it did. Which is insane. They had it on Flash FM. Um, and they had a lot of underground, like over overseas, like, you know, house music and stuff of that nature. Um, they had a lot of, uh, you know, underground hip hop. Like, I remember hearing Royce the Five Nine on Grand Theft Auto 3. Like, <laughs> that dude's still, still not famous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's well, big, yeah. he's famous, but he's still not, like, as big as he should be, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. yeah. um, you had a lot of, like, um, Slim Shady, like, a lot of Shady uh, Records artists on that soundtrack. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then Vice City comes out, like, maybe a year later, or two years later, and they, I remember hearing, th like, Michael Jackson on that shit. Mm -hmm. And I said, nah, hold on, this is next level. Like, they had Michael Jackson on a soundtrack. I had never heard that. Like, for me, that was a big deal. And then you had, yeah, you had all this 80s new wave, like, all this shit that I used to, like, watch infomercials on. Like, buy this, buy seven CDs for three ninety nine. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Solid Gold Oldies and all that shit. Like, all those songs were on this soundtrack. Rockstar really pulled the right strings, man. I don't know how they got the licensing or, you oh. know, back then it was much easier, I, I imagine. I'm thinking they paid out the ass for that. Oh yeah, because yeah. the amount of money they must have spent. Like I don't, I don't see Michael Jackson's estate being like, yeah, yeah, you can play all my best hits. It's cool. Yeah, go don't ahead. Worry about man. it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, they, they probably made zero money on that game. <laughs> no, for real, they're just every every cent that was made for Vice City went <laughs> exactly. to Michael Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> him and Stevie, him and Stevie got paid off this shit. Yeah, the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but they kept it going. They did it again with San Andreas. San Andreas, they kept it going. I remember Radio Los Santos having every single West Coast artist, NWA, Ice Cube. Yeah, fuck it. Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think they, by then, I think they could sell it now because they're like, yo, put your track on here. You're going to sell albums. Like, exactly. We're going to revive the catalog and people are going to go out and buy your vinyls and CDs and shit off this. Exactly. And I remember, you know, this is just going to be my last one to throw into the, into the, you know, into the uh, tonight's episode. But pretty much, I remember driving as a gangbanger <laughs> from Los Santos driving like anybody who remembers san andreas these drives were crazy long yep. and i remember driving yeah. in like the middle of nowhere in like the country and i put it on um the rock and roll station radio x yeah and 
the song that comes on is Stone Temple Pilots Plush, which is one of my favorite songs, period. So you hear that now. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just one of those songs that makes you feel like I, I'm, I'm driving around as a gangbanger from the hood listening to this song. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a kid in Harlem playing this game. <laughs> like nothing, it just made sense. It was a perfect. I remember just listening to that and being like, "Wow, they put even this is on the soundtrack." That and like, uh, "In Living Color" was on the soundtrack. <laughs> like uh, with that song, "Cult of Personality." Yeah. Like, Damn, crazy range for sure. Yeah. Like they always had something from every fucking genre. Yeah, I used to yeah. freaking buy a. I used to spawn an airplane and freaking have Freebird on freaking flying around. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yo, this game. Now it's become, such a huge part of the game you know um yeah. but yeah so i think this was a great episode man i had a lot of fun tonight you know talking shit you know i feel like we all got a little more relaxed yeah, after yeah, yeah. that uh kind of a, a bad uh uh production level yeah uh, from last episode always have a backup kids yeah always have a backup yeah you live and you learn and we're learning you know more and more as we record these and we're having a lot of fun doing it and thank you to everybody again who's been reaching out and mentioning the podcast and talking about their favorite parts a lot of people have been reaching out um some of our friends uh you know in the twitch community you know ninagon and killer hatchet and pfeffer and you know we have uh you know your, hey. your old time bo- uh, friend lou rock who's been listening thank you lou rock for the kind words and and uh shout out to lou rock. hell yeah man thank you so much for for paying attention and listening and and supporting we, you know we, it doesn't go unnoticed and we really do appreciate this so uh but yeah any last words any any final thoughts guys before we head out um i mean I, I had a lot of fun tonight man i mean you know it's been fun every time but i feel like you know this is one of those uh as it gets in more and more closer to like where we are now in gaming i feel like the topic of music and gaming and uh what the soundtracks are starting to sound like and how they evolve is something that uh is always relevant so I, i'm having a lot of fun with it i can't wait to see what we take on next time absolutely yeah and um yeah definitely having a lot of fun um if i want to mention anything though completely off topic but uh amd comes out with the big guns challenging nvidia and uh pretty excited about it that's all <laughs> just uh it just it just it just Nerd. just inspires me and really fills me with joy to see all the scalpers getting stuck holding the bag uh i hope i hope all you guys get stuck holding the bags fuck y'all <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, for scalping and using bots to ruin people's days I hope NVIDIA comes and eats all y'all lunches and you can't sell shit <laughs> uh, but yeah this was a great podcast I'm how you really uh, feel positivity, though positivity good vibes okay love, <laughs> love the tracks uh, no this is a good time and um what are we covering next episode? Are we jumping to the current gen? I think we can sprinkle in some PS3 at 360. I'm not, I have to look up because honestly. If you go console by console, it'll, we can do this like eight parts. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think we can, we can, we can probably merge the next, the next two uh, uh, generations, but we'll see. Because every time we say that, then we end up talking forever about like one game on PS3 or, or 360. Actually, we're going to go backward next week. We're going to do Game Boy Advance soundtracks. Yo, don't yeah. even start. Because <laughs> we wanted to bring up a Tamagotchi. Yeah, not for nothing. We did completely skip the handheld. So maybe we'll do a special handheld episode further down the line as we get more and more into this. And honestly, um, I was uh, discussing this with, with the guys before. Just, you know, I honestly want to revisit the doing the music. I really think, you know, once we have a 
lot more experience doing this podcast i really want to redo all these episodes and cover other things that we didn't cover because i know you know a few people did reach out and and you know we didn't talk about a lot of people's favorite songs and that was kind of by design kind of not you know this was more about personal experience and things that really affected us individually so um if we didn't cover your favorite song you know i'm really sorry about that <laughs> but um i definitely am looking forward to maybe doing this again and covering you know other songs and things like that so we'll get to that in the future but yeah if you're not already following you can follow us at vgxl podcast on twitter um we have the video game sex life instagram and you can follow me on twitch at uh you know at twitch.tv forward slash video games x life and I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. See you next week. Later. Later. Later.